0: Oh, hello folks and welcome to another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com driving your sales forward. Um, we have been recording this morning in the studio uh, with Phil Jesson, Graham Jones and myself Simon Hazeldean. We're now post-lunch, uh, Professor Jones as we like to refer to him has, has sadly had to depart as he has some academic responsibilities to take care of so he's told well, us well he,
1: he has of course been working his brain this morning so i suspect he's gone for a lie down
0: Which uh, is this an academic thing going for a, lied, lied going down. For a lie down so at least phil and i here so we thought um we're desperately resisting the temptation to to record an episode called why sales targets are brilliant because uh Graham is very uh, against sales targets make sure you listen to the episode there to understand why we keep joking and going on about it Um, but we're not going to talk about sales targets. This one is really directed at sales managers and this episode is called why you will fail as a sales manager if you treat people equally. Now slightly nervous here Phil you're leading the charge on this one. This sounds like we're going to lose our human resources HR audience here. This, this is sounding a bit discriminatory, Phil. Tell me, tell me we're not going somewhere uncomfortable here. Yeah.
1: I do need to explain it, don't I? Please and, do. Uh, I'll say it right up front that there are some isms in the workplace that we should promote and protect and defend. I think they're fairly obvious. Mm. Uh, age, of course, is uh, one of those. Race uh, gender and indeed sexual orientation those are all things where uh, equality in the workplace is an absolute given these days but there is that lovely one liner there is nothing so unequal as the equal treatment of unequals or a tongue twister if you want to or indeed Yes, Um, so I need to explain what makes people unequal in the workplace and it really boils down to two things, people have different levels of competence and they have different levels of commitment and those are the two things that should, with our coaching hat on, mean that we would adopt a different style with the individual. So so as a
0: sales manager, sales leader, when I'm thinking about how to best work, coach, help, develop my team, I need to think about each
1: person's level of competence. And their commitment.
0: And their commitment, If you can
1: visualize a four square matrix on this issue, it will help. But if you imagine, for example, that somebody has got high levels of commitment, yeah. but relatively low levels of competence, maybe they're relatively new, yeah, uh, then they, requ- they require guidance. That's the G okay. on this little mnemonic called grid. So that's the guiding style. So we've got
0: commitment on the vertical, competence, competence on, on the horizontal. horizontal, low to high, giving us four boxes. Yep. So top left. Guidance but, okay. and what
1: that sounds like. Of course, is somebody, <clears throat> a sales director or a sales manager might uh, find themselves saying, well, why don't you try this? Or, well, Fred solved this problem six months yeah. ago by yeah. doing it like this. Uh, top right on this little matrix, we have a situation where the individual is high on competence and high on commitment. Yeah. Uh, so they deserve plenty of delegation. Uh, the coaching style is to release them. That's the R. So, unlike the G, which is this is what I suggest you do, the R is well, you know what you do, you decide what to do, and let me know when you've done it. It is very much a releasing sort of
0: get out the way, get out
1: the way (laughs) to a degree. But trust is there, delegation is there, but not abdication. So, we want obviously to tick the box that it's been signed off. Okay, and that,
0: that top right quadrant would often
1: be regarded as your superstars in the team yeah Uh, often the people with a lot of experience but of course um, it can also be a brand new member of the team who might from their previous life have earned that high competence high commitment badge but very often it's the more experienced people. Because I think when
0: we're thinking about bringing in onboarding new starters for example, yep. there's a difference between someone who's new but lacking sales experience than someone who's new but with a track record of yep. sales experience and managing those those
1: those folks differently. Exactly. Uh, so bottom right on the matrix is a situation where somebody is high on competence but for whatever reason at the moment is low on commitment and this is the box where most managers get it wrong and they will try talking the individual out of it or even worse um, bollocking them out of it yeah Um, this is about investigating that's the eye on the grid it's about investigating why this individual is low on commitment but we know they're very high on competence so what's happened
0: in my experience, this I've had a few of folks sitting in this quadrant who've been doing the job for some considerable period of time, so is it, is it about long service sometimes, do you think? Uh,
1: their motivation has probably suffered for yeah. whatever reason. I can think of a situation where in a client of mine where two people went for the job, well obviously I was manager, uh, one got it, one didn't. So the newly promoted sales manager now finds themselves coaching the person that didn't get the job. Now, that person who didn't get the job, their competence levels are the same, but what has changed in an instant is their commitment level. And the newly promoted manager tried all of the guiding and releasing, you might say, uh, but didn't do any involving. They didn't really say so. How is it for you now? How are you feeling? Uh, how do you see the future now? How can I help you? Um, an involving style by definition as a question mark at the end of it. Excellent. And I think in,
0: I must leap to the defence of long-serving members of sales teams, by the way. I'm just saying, um, by way of qualification, I've had a few examples in here that have long service. I've also had many the opposite, and I think it's not about the long service, I think it's about the neglect that they have experienced as part of that time of service, sometimes being overlooked, taken for granted, and often they're in that top right-hand corner Mm. and have dropped down because they've not been looked after, they've been overlooked and taken for granted, and then obviously the motivation starts to drop.
1: The uh, the final box on the uh, the grid styles um, is the D word here, so bottom left if you visualise the matrix, yeah. where the individual is low on both, low on commitment, low on competence. So what they require now is a direct style. That doesn't mean aggressive, but it is clear and it's yeah. succinct. So it might sound like these are the three things that we need to do this week. Simple as that doesn't need to be aggressive, doesn't need to be shouty, but it is very, very clear. These are the three things we need to do this week. And if the individual says, well, can I do this as well? The answer is no, these are the three things we need to do this uh, week.
0: Do you think you should prioritise those three things on commitment actions or to, to increase commitment or to increase competence or both? Uh, both
1: um, probably is, is needed mm. here, uh, both those actions might vary on on which of those axes they're going to drive. I think the other thing to point out about this little coaching model is it's very tempting to put an individual into one of those boxes. Yes. What we have to do is to put the task in the box. So if as a sales manager you're due to meet two members of your team, let's call them uh, Mr. A and uh, Mr. B for the sake of argument. Um, if there are four things on the agenda that we want to talk about let's call that time management uh, the exhibition stand that's coming up uh, the proposals that are going out at the moment and the level of cold calling going on mr a and mr b might be in very very different places on those four things on our agenda i'll give you an obvious example Um, somebody might have a very uh, low level of commitment and competence on cold calls uh, and somebody else might have a high level of competence on it but doesn't want to do it yeah so you take the task and adjust your coaching style around that task so you might see two members of the team an hour apart talking about the same four agenda items but the style on each would be different and then once and I should point out that these styles are only the styles that you use to, to start with Once information becomes known, we've got to be capable of flexing our way around that coaching uh, matrix uh, using the appropriate style as new information is presented.
0: Okay, and so it's not putting people in boxes and leaving them there, or indeed it's not putting a person necessarily in a quadrant it's a dynamic model to help us to analyse our team, think about our yep. team, and, and the best way to it's Looking at
1: that individual, looking at the tasks that you want to talk to them about, and saying, well, where mm. is this individual on? competence and commitment on that task.
0: And I think I think I see people do a bit of a mistake sometimes is when you promote somebody, you normally promote somebody because they're really good and mm. they've, they've got high levels of competence and high levels of commitment, and then you sometimes forget that if you move them up to a more senior role or a different role, maybe they're now a key account manager rather yeah. than a, um, you know, a business development representative, mm. You probably need to rethink how you're working with them on certain aspects of their new, bigger, yep. more, more yep. demanding role. You
1: do absolutely.
0: So that's that's I think is a critical a critical kind of thing. Um, there is also obviously a link between commitment and competence. So sometimes someone's commitment can be lower because they lack competence. Mm. So I'm thinking of if you bring in a new CRM system, Salesforce or yep. something, <clears throat> something that people are unfamiliar with, yep. they're, 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 what appears to be a lack of commitment can mm. sometimes be driven by maybe a lack of knowledge and understanding and yep. familiarity Absolutely. with... Or a new product. Yeah. Well, why aren't they more committed? Well, because the new yeah. product hasn't been explained to them properly, and those yeah. those sort of things. Sure. So we're playing a tune on both on both on both of those. Yeah, and
1: a couple of other things I just like to point out. I think sometimes strengths our strengths tend to be diagonal opposites here. For example, people that are very good at directing, being very, very clear in short, simple statements, um, they often find it quite difficult to let go and delegate and vice versa. People that are fabulous at delegating often find it quite difficult to have that crucial conversation where they have to be clear and direct so a couple of thoughts then uh, in summary for
0: the listeners so if you've got that scale of uh, commitment uh, versus competence low to high and then Phil's grid example across those where do you think your team are for specific areas of the job maybe have a little little sit back and a think and remembering of course it it may not be the whole person mm. in in the box maybe an aspect of their job but also What's your comfort zone as a, as a sales manager and a sales leader? What are you, to, to Phil's point about the diagonal opposites, if you feel really comfortable being directive, how comfortable are you with more of an evolving style and, and <clears throat> thinking there that if you don't give this some conscious thought, you're likely to default to your comfort zone? Yeah,
1: yeah. One other uh, sobering thought Um, It's often been said that people join a company, but they leave a boss. Oh, yes. Uh, One of the reasons why they leave their boss is because the boss gets the coaching style badly wrong. And we all know, our listeners know what it feels like to be high on competence and high on commitment. And a newly promoted manager comes in above us and starts to insist that I want this done by Friday, I want these three yeah. things sorted by next Monday, and starts to become very D, very directive. Yeah. But we don't deserve that because of our high levels of competence and yeah. commitment. And if you've had a few months of that, you're probably getting a little bit disillusioned within think, well, I've had enough of this individual, I'm going to go off elsewhere.
0: If you micromanage those, those kind of folks with that commitment, you are going to drive them crazy. <coughs> yeah. um, however, there is nothing wrong per se with micromanagement, providing you're micromanaging the right person about the right task at the right time with their active involvement. If they're very, very brand new, they might really yeah. appreciate you manage them really closely. Their first massive sales pitch that they need mm-hmm. to make. They might really appreciate you working really closely with them, and then you you back off and give them a little sure. bit more freedom as time time moves on. So yeah, it's a it's a dynamic model and a dynamic process. It's not you. People in boxes. You are right
1: to question uh, the nature of this subject, but I will. Hopefully have convinced you that my little one liner, which I didn't think of incidentally, but my little one liner of there is nothing so unequal as the equal treatment of unequals. It's a uh, subject matter that all managers and directors have to get absolutely spot on if they are going to motivate and inspire their people
0: and probably from a point of view of uh, equality in its fullest and proper sense uh, most people in sales are raving pragmatists so we're most concerned about having the best and most appropriate person for a role. Um, If if you tick that box, I think everything else takes care of itself. So thank you very much. It's been uh, Simon Hazeldeen and Phil Jessen, Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, 140 plus episodes on our website but also wherever you choose to get your podcast or subscribe to your podcast from, you'll be able to find all of our episodes. Please make sure you subscribe. New episode will pop up every week. We're also introducing a box set binge. I know some of you will enjoy watching box sets on um, Netflix or, or whichever. Uh, provider of those so the sales chat show chat box they'll be coming more and more so what we're putting is putting episodes that are similar subjects together so if you want to binge listen to negotiation or sales management or in this case sales coaching you will be able to do so so keep your eyes peeled for those chat boxes headed your way so thank you very much for listening folks just like to wish you good luck good sales management and as ever good luck and good selling